Hey guys, welcome back to the Skullcast. We are back after about a four-month break. Uh, thanks for being patient with us and the series, you know, as we all kind of sit on our asses, uh, essentially navel-gazing while we wait for Berserk to resume. But during that time, we were just like, ah, well, I'll just wait for the series to start up and then we'll, you know, start back recording. And then just yesterday, news broke that uh, Miura is, uh, while Berserk is on hiatus, he's starting up a new short series, a six-part uh, series called, uh, I'm trying my best here, Giganto Machia. It would probably be Giganto, you know, not like Gigant, because it's based on Greek, so Giganto sure. Machia, yeah, something like that. I figured I'd fuck up well, at least one. I'm not so. Gigantor or something. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, you know, the title itself is Greek, right, but it, it also sounds extremely Japanese by itself, you know, Giganto Machia. You can totally hear... <laughs> Some Japanese guy saying that, you know, it it fits really well. And so actually, you know, Azil, of course, knew this. I did not, that it actually, it's a real world term. You know, it's from Greek. Uh, it's, it's the, the fight between, uh, basically gods and chaos as I, as I looked up on Wikipedia and and learned, learned me some what that meant, you know. Yeah, it's it's a bit more specific actually. Well, yeah, the, the giants rep- represent chaos, you know, posing the like the cosmic order or whatever. But right. you know, the thing is, it's like you know, there's been many machia in you know Greek mythologies. There's like the, the most famous is the Titanomachia, where the Titans oppose the gods, you know, mm-hmm. and like were cast out in uh, in hell and and such. So and the giants is like the revenge, you know. Like, right. you know, one of the, I forgot which goddess it is, but, you know, she rose them and, you know, it has, went to avenge the Titans and of course they failed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's a pretty interesting tale. I, I guess we can talk about it later. Sure. I mean, I don't even know the specifics of it. I, I just read literally a Wikipedia entry and then Google a little bit about the history <laughs> of it, independent of Wikipedia, try to get some kind of background on it. But it's just, a, it's oh, a You're new, ahead of me. Well, <laughs> The, the title itself is really interesting to me. First of all, as I was talking to Aziel when we were talking about it yesterday, is what we what we know about this is extremely slim. I mean, we're talking like we have an ad, the two page ad that's partially scanned that we're basing all this on, and really what we have is a title, a setting, and an image. That's pretty much it. Yeah, uh, we know the scope of it. It's going to be six episodes across three months, so that's kind of awesome. That's pretty consistent. Before Berserk is set to resume sometime in 2014, we assume March or so. But anyway, so it's, it says it's a, a story set 100 million years in the future. And the, we know the title and we know the image. Now, the setting itself, extremely futuristic. I can't actually think of a story that I know of that's set future. I'm, I'm sure they're out there. I'm just saying I'm not familiar with one that's set so extremely in the future. So it make, it, it calls to mind, what does that setting even mean? Like whenever my, my first comment was like, I can't believe people have hair in a hundred thousand, hundred million years in the future. I think it would be like like bubbles floating around in space at that point. But you know, obviously, some sort of space plasm, you know, just, right? You know, interacting so it, by merging. So if you go that far in the future, I mean, it's totally open world as far as like what the, what that world's going to be like. You know, is it going to be so futuristic it's going to be unrecognizable, or is it going to be so future that it's going to be? Like, as yellow, I think it's like back to basics, like, you know, things have been destroyed to the point where, you know, man's back to a more primal level. I don't actually know. The or image that could have happened like, you know, dozens or even hundreds of thousands of times. By yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Basically, civil, civilization reset or, or super advanced civilization, you know. Yeah. So and the title itself, uh, Giganto Machia, you know, calls to mind, you know, a massive war between two opposing sides. 
Giant robots. <laughs> Giant. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah, I mean, uh, totally open as far as what any of this will actually yeah. uh, come into being. But I mean, it, it, here's the thing. Ultimately, just thinking about all these possibilities and the fact that Miura is at the helm, really, really, really excited. Uh, I'm almost willing to say I'm more excited than for Berserk to resume immediately, just because it is such an open slate and. For Mira to work on a, a new project, you know, in the midst of being, a, a, you know, at the head of Berserk for the past twenty, almost twenty-five years now, to see what he's got in his head, independent of Berserk, is really, really exciting. So yeah, it's going it's to be pretty awesome. And you know, I think I could be, you know, like we've said, you know, things could have, you know, been reset a number of times. I think what what's cool with that setting is that. Like there could be an extremely advanced, you know, a part which is extremely advanced as well as a part which is, you know, completely, you know, yeah. like, you know, back to, you know, almost prehistoric, you know, humans. Or oh, I don't really know, but, you know, the point is, you know, pretty much anything goes like, you know, the, the original story, you know, in, uh, in Greek terms was like, you know, uh, Hercules had to team up with the gods in order to defeat the giants because, you know, it just, it had to be like that. There was a prophecy and, you know, the kind of stuff the Greeks like. And so a human or, or a mortal had to team up with, uh, uh, you know, gods, you know, in order to defeat the giants. And so I, I think maybe it's possible that Mira has uh, taken up that as a kind of a starting point and, you know, maybe uh, some kind of, you know, normal guy or random guy will have to team up with a more powerful entity and, you know, to fight you know, God knows what, you know, in that uh, universe. Yeah, reading the summary of, you know, the original, uh, I guess it was it was turned into an epic poem, um, but the concept itself, it doesn't even necessarily have to be like a literal interpretation of it. It can really be anything. I mean, the, the, the term itself has come to mean any giant, you know, upheaval between two, you know, huge sides. So really, yep. it, it could be a number of things, and just in, interpreting that, that title you know yeah, but, yeah the, the name itself just means uh, war of the giants you know right. basically so right mm. and so i wonder I if it'll actually be an interpretation of the original you know myth or something completely different based on that you know who knows we have so little information about yeah. what it is well i mean first of all i mean it's a great like the setting as we were saying it's just a great mind fuck because you know what does that mean you know 100 million years in the future yeah like that could be anything. It's sort of anything and nothing. And I'm actually at this point because we have so little information about what it is about other than that picture, which shows, you know, someone with kind of a, a guy. flat nose. Yeah, it's just a guy. And I don't know if you want to – my twisted berserk logic because it all bends back that way is like it kind of looks like the Moonlight Boy but with, you know, an adult <laughs> in a flatter nose. Mm, you know, I can't help it. Yeah. Uh, I'm when I first saw the picture, it's actually also what I thought of, you know. Like, I saw one million years, I was like, could it be he's still alive, you know? <laughs> sure. Yeah. You so know, that, that. That, that was also the first image that came to my mind. And then, but at that point, I came in so late in the game, it was already a non-berserk thing. So I, I didn't really... Oh. You know, that w- one thing that made me think about the fact it could be something back to, like, prehistoric times is, you know, the fact the guy's face looks... Uh, I mean, he has, you know, thin lips, but otherwise his face is kind of rough, you know, like that sure. huge nose he has. And also, if you look at the picture, his eyebrows are very bushy, you know, like sure. bushy. I, I don't know how you pronounce that. But anyway, yeah. you know, so, yeah, I don't know. That just, you know, and the fact he has round eyes, you know, like he's, you know, I guess in uh, in art that would, you know, indicate maybe innocence, you know, something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's just a feeling I, I got. Yeah, I mean... 
it, that's I guess that's all we can really get from that image. You pretty much described uh, every facet of it. But I mean, yeah. at this point, I was going to say I'm kind of more interested in, or at least you know, as interested in sort of understanding what the the genesis of this was. You know, is this how Mira goes on a vacation? Like, I'm going to do a six <laughs> episode side project that I'm going to have to develop from scratch. You know, like as you yeah. know, a break sort of a thing, or you know. I don't know. I well, find it very fascinating if it really isn't going to tie back into Berserk. Well, you know, I think we talked with Walter about this thing. Is I think the way I see it is, you know, after working for so long on Berserk, I think he might have needed to, especially in times like these where, you know, there's many big things, the story coming about and such. I think he might have needed to, you know, just, you know, yeah, take a breather, you know, see something else, try to focus on something else, just to yeah. take some distance from the story, if only to, you know, get back to it later with, you know, how to say, his creative juices, you know, flowing, you know, yeah, as what Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I can see like being, you know, you sort of, I mean, he has a pretty good idea of where he's going and what he's doing. So he might feel maybe, you know, kind of stuck in the middle with that, not getting to really, you know, it's, you know, it might be old ground for him, like the stuff he has to, you know, currently do. Because I mean, he yeah. probably thought of it years ago. Yeah, like, pretty much, yeah. Where My with this, thought, he can just, no, oh, go ahead. No, continue. You were, you were still going. Well, I was just going to say, uh, well, let's see. It totally flew out of my mind. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> and a wa- typical Walter tactic there. Oh, I don't mean to guilt trip you there. No, but I guess I was just uh, going to say, you know, I hope it – it's cool to get like a preview of – because, you know, I think we've he said before he wanted to do like science fiction afterwards, you know, something different, a change of pace. It's kind of cool to get like a preview of that like ahead of time, you know, like, oh, wow, he's doing something different, you know, right now. Like this is pretty cool. Just, yeah. you know, for six episodes. But at the same time, it makes me worry. Like, I hope he's not, you know, hope he's not getting bored with us. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of like the implicit fear I'm sure everyone has in the back of their heads. But, I mean, putting it in context with what he's done in the past, you know, literally, Berserk, knows the grindstone for 25 years. You know, yeah. I was thinking, like, he's at a point in the series, and we've said this so many times, it's, like, become, like, a, a mantra, basically, is that, He's at a critical point in the series where he's having to make some big decisions in the writer's room as far as where the series goes, where the future of his characters is. And so think about that from his perspective. He must feel rather pinned in, kind of trapped within the momentum that he's the, the series he's working on that has to end well. Whereas on the side, he has this project that's completely open-ended that he's created you know, recently, and he can kind of do whatever he wants to with it. I can see how that would be... Fee- very free yeah. for his, you know, yeah. kind of creative juices to go in a new direction for a little bit. And, you know, it's, it's great that they set a cap on it. You know, they said six parts, you know, probably because it's a self-contained story. But also I think that in, you know, in a way kind of assuages the fears of people that like always oh, given up on Berserk. You're just going to keep on making this other bullshit B tier series, you know, <laughs> obviously it's a side project, you know. And the thing is, I think I actually think he's already finished it. You know, like I, I don't think he's. Yeah. Just, oh, sure, you know, yeah. If he's saying it's six part, I, that's that's implied for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's just like he's already, you know, given the whole thing to you know Hakusensha. and so, you know, by now it's you know quite probably he's actually working on Berserk. You know, I mean, uh, and uh, of course he might have had you know like in that span of time he might have done a bit of boss or who knows you know who who knows who he went about it. But yeah, I agree that. It must have probably been uh, very refreshing for him, you know, to walk on. Yeah, this. the the terms creative freedom sort of, you know, came to mind. Like, you know, with Berserk, like like we said, he's sort of he's he's so 
in he's constructed this world, but at the same time, you know, that those could be sort of like walls for him where it's like yeah, he totally. can't yeah, he can only have so many sea gods, you know, break through. <laughs> like yeah. he's gotta he's gotta keep, you know, keep his focus on, you know, what sort of has to happen instead of what he, you know, could do. And right. so this might be, yeah, something where you can just do whatever he wants. And but I wonder how it might affect, you know, and influence uh his main work. Because I mean that could, you know, he might like that feeling. It might cause him to do, you know, new and strange and unexpected things. So that's something to look out for too yeah. when the series resumes. And, and maybe you know, that was... we might see a spaceship all of a sudden. <laughs> well, uh, you know, maybe that was a point. Like maybe he also felt, I don't know. I, after some time of you know drawing apostle forms and you know stuff like that and everything, when it comes down to doing even more of these things, you know, like you know the King of Elves and everything and everything, and you know what's inside Falconia and you know the Golden on uh, in the world and that kind of stuff. I mean, after a while, you might have just have, you know, that feeling of, you know, like, you know, the yeah. blank page, you know, and, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe that was also to help him, you know, how to say, really get back in, in motion and, you know, be able to, yeah, do some more, you know, just some more creation. Or it's, you know, Huck Sinshot tapping at his door. You gotta give us something, Ken. <laughs> we need something on paper to sell this shitty magazine. You know, that would be funny if it was just something he had, like, lying around. Like, oh, yeah, I did this, and it never got published. <laughs> and, you know, we're, we're coming up with this deep, you know. Yeah. He's, getting, he's, he's on a retreat, a creative retreat, you know. <laughs> I can see. I mean, it's, nice that, it's nice that he is doing it, you know, uh, I, I guess not while Berserk is running, but while Berserk is on a hiatus. It's nice that he's not pulling in a no way where he's balancing three or four or five things all at once, you know. And then dropping all of them. And then dropping all of them all at once. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I don't think, given his, you know, how to say, he's, the way he walks, I don't think he could do that, you know. Sure. Like that, that would take, you know. I think, you know, he's kind of a perfectionist and, you know, I don't think he could really do that. That's also why I'm not surprised that, like he did this thing and it's being published all all at once and then it's done, you know, because I don't think he could like I don't know, do three episodes of this and then walk on Berserk some more and such. He he did it when he was young, you know, with Oro, you know, while he was working on uh, on Berserk, but yeah, I'm yeah. not sure it was by choice and uh, I don't think he would like it now. Hmm. Since this is futuristic, are we gonna compare it to his other, you know, futuristic work? Well, why not? Why not, actually? But, you yeah. know, I mean, those were very, like, early walks, so... Yeah, early think... sort of simple sci-fi. Well, it certainly wasn't a hundred million years in the future, I don't think. Yeah, well, yeah, and I, I don't think... I think this is going to be more sophisticated. I mean, it's, it's pretty... It's quite obvious to say, but... Uh, uh, who knows? There might be similarities. No, that, not, would be, that would be cute. Not only that, but, you know, when he did Noah... And you know other earlier works, he he'd yet to come into his own, both artistically and as a writer. And now he's yeah. an established guy. He's got his own way of working. He's, you know, Noah, the character design wasn't it like very much like Cobra. Yeah. So well, I mean, the character uh, was pretty clearly influenced by the you know main character of Cobra. So right. yeah. So I can see this being really, like I said, like really refined and and really much more like uh, ev- evocative of a Miura presence rather than. Any of this '80s influence stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm just guessing here, obviously, but I'm really excited about 
this potentially being a, like a true Mira sci-fi work. I mean, just saying that makes me really excited. I mean, yeah. me, and, me and Azil have been the past, like that's like eight years. We've been like complaining to each other about how the dearth of decent sci-fi out there right now. And, and to have, you know, one of our favorite guys ever cr- potentially creating a sci-fi series. Very, very exciting. Yeah. When I say potentially sci-fi, I just mean as, as far as the setting, if it, uh, yeah, we don't know what it's going to be. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, if it is the future, I guess uh, it pretty much is sci-fi, you know? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I guess. By I mean, yeah, even if it is a primitive uh, setting. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even if they fight with sticks, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Stiff sci-fi. But, you know, one thing uh, that's interesting is also, you know, we, we will be on the lookout, I think, for Berserk influences in that work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, no, no doubt. Yeah, of course. So it will be it will be interesting to see if he can actually like you know I I don't doubt he can actually but uh, if this new work is like completely different and we can't we can't find much of Berserk in it like we can find you know stuff that's from Mura you know but like no direct Berserk influence in it that that, that will be interesting and that would be good I think to me because you know you often see some authors who how to say they have different works. But like you can see, you know, one walk in another, like, you know, they, yeah. they can differentiate them enough. And, uh, I think Mira's, you know, talented enough to avoid that kind of, you know, trappings. Well, I hope it's just a rip off of 2001, except instead of the monolith, <laughs> it's the dragon slayer, you know, so that's, <laughs> that's, that'll be the whole thing. It'll you be do like, br- oh, I get it. <laughs> Azil, you do bring up a good point. I actually had not actually considered it is like, if this will, Turn out to be like when you know Michael Jordan went to play baseball, you know, <laughs> like his baseball career, his golf career. Well, I know? hope it's not like that, but uh, <laughs> I mean, but what he says about it influence, it does make me wonder how, like, you know, he could have no intention of there being any connection between Berserk and this work, but you know, it could it could bleed through, you know, where later on he goes, oh, you know what, I do want to connect these somehow, or he just sees some sort of, you know, very vague connection you know that comes up you know you can't help it just because it's him creating both sure yeah and yeah. you know you can see it cross over and be like oh wow yeah they really do touch you know in this way or it could be something where he says you you know i hope not because that would be you know i hope if it's if he does do this i hope it's planned but where he does somehow you know have a little easter egg or something oh uh, I, I, missed, I'm, to it. I misinterpreted I, I thought that's what you meant was more of like an esoteric like I can see how the guy that made Berserk made this. That's all I'm in. I, I don't actually expect oh, yeah, anything yeah. like that, you know. Maybe, maybe. But I mean, there's maybe. always, there's always the chance though that even if he doesn't intend for them to cross, that he decides, oh, why not? Sure, 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 yeah. Hmm. Um, so this is the first time in a number of years that you can count on a Miura produced product to be in Young Animal on a consistent basis. Uh, I stopped subscribing to Young Animal back in 2001 when the breaks, it, it was still consistent back then, but you'd get a break on top of a break. And at the time when I was like 18, that's a bummer, you know, having to pay 15 bucks per issue, uh, and to have to just basically be a, a scantily clad women magazine instead of a, you know, berserk magazine sucks. But now it's a guarantee there will be a new series in Young Animals. So I'm going to look into subscribing again uh, yeah. without the, with the hopes and pro- almost promise that I will not get burned this time, you know. So I'm psyched. I'm in it. I'm in. 
Yeah, I hope you don't have to see any attractive ladies this time. <laughs> you know, seeing the attractive ladies, that's not the down, the, the bad part. The bad part is no, that's I know you, yeah, it's, it's just it. funny, like. Yeah. Well, you know, actually, when I, when I moved, I don't know if I told you guys that, but when, when I moved recently, I had some friends helping me. And of course, you know, when it came to my young animal collections, they were like, <laughs> oh, oh, I see. And, you know, yeah. I was like, you know, fuck you and don't touch my fucking magazines. These are precious. They start mocking it, but then you're like, don't touch those. Yeah, exactly. I was like, you know how much I paid for this shit? It's like, well, dude, you know, uh, sorry, I was joking. I was like, yeah, don't fucking touch that. I'll take it in my car, you know, with the, with the security belt around it, you know? And I did. And, well, uh. You know, guys, there's, there's some porn on the internet as well. You don't have to import these from Japan from <laughs> yeah. 1996. They actually still exists. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, that's, they have to assume the worst at that point. Wow, this guy must really be sick. <laughs> there's something in there that you can only yeah. get from that. <laughs> Very specific fetish. It's late yeah. ni- late nineties scantily clad Japanese women. Yeah, yeah. Well, they don't make them like this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It's all about the bikinis, you know. That's really what gets me going. Oh yeah. Actually, young animal da- does now include full nudity. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> Another reason, you know, to register. Another reason to subscribe. Yeah, I actually. You know, I buy them uh, per issue, you know, because uh, of the breaks. So, yeah, this time it's it's pretty good. I'll see if I can get, you know, like some kind of deal. You know, if I buy three months in a row, if I can get them for cheaper. Yeah, you know, that is, I mean, I know we're getting into some serious minutiae at this point for other people, but I I am really curious to see what kind of deal I can get because, you know, I'd imported that one particular volume from the, um, the the missing panel, the missing page. Uh, from episode 167 a couple months back, and that alone cost me 40 bucks just to get the one young Yikes. animal. Now, I'm not sure how much I got fucked on that deal or not, but uh, it sucked that I had to pay that much, but I, I was willing to go that far to get that one missing page, which was totally not worth it, but oh well. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure how it'll work if you're getting six months or three months worth, I don't know, but maybe somebody out there knows. Well, you know, I think... Uh it's pretty clear, like uh, in my post, you know, like the new series, you know, will uh, end in uh, in Feb. Yeah. And and then, you know, well, it's just a guess as to, you know, how many episodes of Berserk will follow and, you know, at what rate and such. But I think, uh, you know, globally, uh, 2014 will be uh, a pretty good year for Berserk, I think. Or at least for Mura-produced, you know, comics, including Berserk. Yeah, well, this for- could all be a distraction, and at the end of the <laughs> six-episode series, it's just going to say, Berserk will not be resuming. <laughs> <What? laughs> Berserk will not continue. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the fact that the fact that the ad even mentions that Berserk will resume after that, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good sign. Yeah, that's the They're first good to- sign we've seen in a long time, so that's We're great. We're trying to stave off any, you know, mass hysteria there. Yeah. I have to say that after checking diligently twice, three times a day, you know, development of this to have it come from a partially scanned magazine ad posted on Twitter. You know, fucking amen. <laughs> Just like, come on, this is big news. It shouldn't be treated like it's a tabloid. You know, like let's properly, you know, source and credit this 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 important news. Not have it just cast on the wayside. Oh yeah, I read this in a magazine. I don't know, whatever. Maybe something will come with it. It's just. Kind of crazy. Well, you know, the problem is like, you know, pretty much every news we get from you know, is always like that. Like, it was ahead of time, yeah. Yeah. Whether it's posted on a, 
on you know uh, Nichaneru or whatever on Twitter. The thing is, it's always some dude who got the magazine early who's just taking some shitty ass picture and like, oh yeah, 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 check this out, and uh, and that's it. So yeah, unfortunately, it's never we- a, like a photographer who gets it early. <laughs> you know? God, he pulled no. the fucking magazine straight. I mean, what the hell? Yeah, well, I hell? guess. You know, if we wanted to record, this guy could have actually, you know, like unstitched the magazine and scanned it properly. But yeah, like you said, at least, you know, take a picture, you know, properly, like, you know, at a proper angle. Yeah. It's not like these guys, I don't know, what is he? he he's only got like, you know, one out, one end, you know, with three finger or something. Oh, God. Maybe it's like some spy shit where he's like, you know, in the secret lair and he only has like three seconds to yeah. with, his, with his watch. He's got a little before. camera that he just, it operates by sliding back and forth. And it's right. Pictures. It's right. You know, it's, it's actually possible because I mean, the guys actually in this case, he's got the, the magazine a week early, like a full week early. He's got a printed version. I mean, that's, that's pretty crazy actually. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's the exact nature of why we were initially skeptical of that scan of Skull yeah. Knight and Femta was it was so absurdly early. I think we got it on a Thursday, a week and a day before the issue came out. And it was just like, there's no way this is real. Holy shit, it looks real though, you know? So. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you know, it's like for this picture. When, when you, you know, even though the guy who posted it said like, yeah, it's almost, you know, entirely fake. The thing is, when you look at the drawing, you know, yeah. like, there's, there's nobody who could be, you know, faking this. And Adam the lettering, everything, you know, I mean, I, I, I've, I've done, you know, some fakes of, you know, Younger animals and other magazines, shit like that. It's really, uh, you know, a bother to do and to actually get the drawing, you know, right like that. You know, the guy would have to really make, really make a fucking huge effort. And oh, yeah. uh, I, I don't think anybody would, you know, go, you know, through that much rubber, you know. I mean, the actual fakes we've seen that weren't from us in the past were pretty shitty and easy to dismiss. So when yeah. you see something of that quality, it's pretty much certain it's real. It, it would it, be pretty embarrassing if it was a fake and like the whole hundred million years in the future is just supposed to be a ridiculous joke. <laughs> like <you know, laughs> 20 years later. <laughs> yeah. Um, it passes the scrutiny test to me. It's just my initial reaction was purely based on the source, which was super suspect. And we've already discussed how, you know, illegitimate the image itself looks until you start looking at the details of it. And it's like, yeah, this is probably legit, you know? So, yep. <sighs> so I'm excited. Very, very, very excited. Uh, I've yet to see anybody in the thread. I'm sure it'll happen. Be like, well, I'd rather you work on Berserk only. This is BS. You know, I keep waiting for that guy to post, but well, I would. Yet. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I, I want new Berserk. <laughs> yeah, we'll get it. But, uh, no, this is exciting. Although this conversation just gave me a depressing realization that if there is any monumental, any monumental moments in the future, if a major character dies or something, oh, we're right. likely going to learn about it two weeks in advance from a terrible cell phone <laughs> shot, you oh, know, totally. instead yeah. of seeing it in well, the issue. You know, Femto and, uh, and uh, Skull Knight, well, it would be like that for Guts and Griffiths at the very end, you know, yeah. like, hey, guys, check this out. Oh, nice. Wow. Uh, you know, you know, sir, I've actually seriously considered how I'm going to approach that as the series comes to a conclusion. I've actually given it some thought and... I think once we get down to the wire, once we see the end coming, I'm just going to step back just so I can appreciate that moment for, you know, in the way it's meant to be portrayed. I say that now, of course, but when when I'm 45, you know, and and the series is is coming to its close, I I might not be able to hold back from looking at the Internet. But I'm going to really give it an effort (laughs) to not. 45, huh? 
Yeah. Bison, thinking too small. So, so optimistic. You mean 65. <laughs> Bison, you have implants and, you know, I'll just, you know, mail it directly to your brain while you sleep, you know. You'll be, you'll be woken up, up by damn it. it. Yeah. <laughs> damn you. Well, the thing is, you know, like, when you think about the, the femto and scarlet thing, like, I came to it late because I don't know what I was doing that day. I think I was out drinking or something. And, you know, when I came, I was like, wow, fuck. And the thing is, I don't know if it's, you know, I mean, the, 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 to see it in advance and to anticipate the full episode is, in itself, it's a pretty cool experience, you know. Yeah, in my yeah it is. You're right. So it's not just like you're wasting. It's not like a, like a spoiler, like, oh yeah, you know, guess who dies at the end? And you're like, oh no, fuck it. It's like, there's anticipation. Everybody's speculating, you know, and I think the, the guys who take these kind of pictures, they're not total dicks in that, uh, they usually don't reveal ev- everything. Even the guys who, you know, like take 20 pictures, you know, those shitty pictures that just <laughs> line up in a huge fucking column. Yeah. You know, there's always some stuff missing. And when you actually see the episode, you know, I mean, we rarely get everything just from these previews. So yeah, well, I, I, I want to hope it would be like that, you know, when it comes those, to the end of the story. Those column pictures, that feels like net 1.0, doesn't it? I mean, that feels yeah. like something we should have been seeing on like, you know, BSOM or the original Skull Night board. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> in a, in only, a way, Japan on the internet is sort of like in the past, you know? Yeah. I was about to say only Japanese people could do something like that. Yeah. You know, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like their websites are formatted for, you know, pre-smartphone phones. Well, yeah, at the same time, now that I think about it, that kind of picture would, you know, scroll well on a cell phone, so... Totally. You know, that, that might be why. I never thought about it before, but, you know, maybe it's, uh, yeah, it's because... Uh, yeah, they use smartphones so much that they must, you know, you know, like, you know, create everything with that in mind. Yeah. It looks great on my Note 3. <laughs> God. I forgot where we were before we started talking about that. But, uh, well, we were just saying it's cool and it will be cool and you know what not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. As far well, as I think we, the stuff. point as is making was that that was actually pretty cool. The anticipation that that wow. image created. Uh, like, yeah. yeah, I was pretty much juiced about that episode all week to the point that, and maybe this is the downside. The episode itself was almost like you know it's like a letdown because you know the world didn't end. You know, it's like you're sort of well, it was also. Out. That we were seeing the, we saw the climax, you know, yeah. before the, yeah. the episode came out. So yeah. to know what happened next, you had to wait an additional two weeks. Well, and so, also it's like, that's the first thing you see. So it's like, I want to see the 20 pages after that, exactly. you know, which will no doubt be Skull yeah. Knight Femto fighting to the death. <laughs> <laughs> Who will die? Yeah. And to, to touch on what you said earlier, Azil, about how, you know, the images we see aren't always the full picture. The, that being said, the ones that they do post, the ones that are either the big pictures are always, the meat of it like you know if it's for example yeah. a hypothetical final episode the picture that they're going to be posting is like griffin's head being split open by the ds that, that, <laughs> yeah. that's the one that's yeah. going to be posted you know yeah well yeah and i agree that uh you know i mean if given us a choice i think i'd rather not see it until it's like you know it's all there but sure. uh you know so it's just not the world we live in anymore I'm gonna make i'm gonna make a real effort because <laughs> i remember looking back at that episode after it was published Thinking about that from a newcomer's perspective, what a fucking amazing moment if you did not see that coming, you know, really. So, yeah, I just, don't want, to, I just don't want to be ruined again like that. You but, know, like, yeah. yeah, reading the episode and just, you know, seeing the end and everything. Wow, my fucking God, man. Yeah. You know, like I, I envy the people who will just read the, the volumes, you know, and just, you know, man, incredible. Yeah. 
seeing yeah, the, but, seeing the swords stick out from the air, and yeah. just knowing what's happening, what's what's coming next. Yeah. Oh, man, you know, it's like a cool moment. Just volume thirty four by itself, you know, yeah. like you know, as we've said before, it's just wow, it's just, you know, full of you know crazy stuff, incredible. Oh, oh well, well, I you know, I that new re- series. I hope it will be just like volume thirty four. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Just real quick to talk about the scope of it is that yeah, it's six. It's six uh, uh, chapters slash episodes, probably episodes. Uh, it's, yeah. it's extremely dense. I imagine to tell a story. That and, being said, the first one is forty-four pages. Right. So you know, we're, we're still feel- we're still talking about less than a volume size, though. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think it will be about a half volume in total. Right. So we're we're dealing with something that's you know. Probably extremely densely told, and, and that'll be neat uh-huh. to see it if it if, if it is compressed like that. Or but maybe I'm underestimating the how many can tell a story in a short amount of time. You know, I mean, look how much like he how covers. How simple it'll be versus like, will it be dense or maybe it's going to be a simple story? Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, as the re- the reason I'm you know disinclined to believe that is because the scale at which the name summons, you know, an yeah. epic battle between uh, gods and giants, you know, you have to imagine it's a pretty big story. But then again, maybe not. I don't know. You know, we don't know much about it at this point, so. Yeah. Well, and you know, one thing is this uh brings to my mind is I wonder if it will be, you know, published as a, you know, a volume, you know, at some oh, point. Sure. Like, Sure. Because it's so small, so I don't even know if they do these kinds of, you know, I mean, some volumes are smaller than others, you know, for varying yeah. series, but, uh, yeah, I wonder how they'll publish it. Well, they'll just fill it out with some swimsuit pictures and then they'll <laughs> publish that, you know? Oh, well, come do on. we know how long on it? I mean, is the first one, you know, an anomaly at 44 pages or are they all going to be like around the 40 no. page mark? Uh, I, that I would think- be pretty significant. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, I think only the, the first one will be like that. But you know, it might be like the, the last one might be might also be you know like that, or, and maybe the others are like I don't know twenty seven page instead of being you know like more like yeah. twenty two for Berserk. So the thing is, I think it could vary between you know one hundred and fifty to two hundred pages. In in yeah. which case, it would uh, I mean it would be enough to make a volume. And uh, and I think that's probably what Murad in mind, like a small small volume or something of the sort. So, yeah. Maybe it'll be published in Berserk volumes in the end. Because <laughs> huh? it's 100 well, million years in the future of Berserk. No. Well, I'm I think, to get back there. Yeah, actually, I, I'm not, you know, disappointed by the fact it's not taking place in Berserk's world. I think that could have been, that might have been cool, but at the same time, you know, It'd I don't be know. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird way to sort of, yeah, you know, like write your epilogue before the story's over. Yeah, I know, I know a guy who did that. You know, uh, about a samurai, you know, manga. It wasn't very good. <laughs> I was surprised. Great. I was surprised that you even knew about that, Azil. I was about to call it out too, and to hear you yeah. call it out, like you must be an avid reader yourself, huh? Why, well, of course. You know, I always take up your guys' recommendations to heart. So, uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> How's the wire so- coming? I'm already on. I'm, I'm lapping you, man. Well, you know, did, uh, Breaking Bad blow your mind yet? I mean, I, I actually, you know, now that you talk about it, I actually followed one of your recommendations, Griffiths, and it's that uh, I've been watching Star Trek. You know, the original series. You like it? Well, yeah, actually, I do, and uh, well, I, I regret not watching it earlier. Actually, but when I was a kid, it was too, you know, cheesy for me. But you know, now that I'm, you know, older, yeah, I, I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the first and the, season. And the wire is next. <laughs> it's still it's still too cheesy for me, and I'm older than you. So 
I'm older than both of you and still choose Jesus. I I couldn't get through. I really did. I really did try. I think I watched three or four episodes. I'm like, nope. I'd rather watch. Oh, I love them. I'd rather watch. I mean, if you watch like the first and second season when it's actually by like contemporary sci-fi writers of the time, it's pretty cool. No, no. Yeah. I mean, the thing, watching it, I did really appreciate the concept because it's really high concept stuff each episode. Yeah. And that's great. It's just the the you know, the base level execution of the, everything. The elevators like, that are cardboard being pulled yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't get past it. And I, and that's yeah, I find shit. that charming. Yeah. Well, I, I can just get, right I can mindset. just... Yeah, I can just get over it for, you know, I just don't mind it. Even when he's fighting guys in costumes and it's just, it looks ridiculous. But, you know, yeah, it's funny because that really, you know, that really burned me out as a kid. Like, I couldn't, I, I could never, you know, even think of liking it. But no, I just don't mind, actually. I really don't mind. I don't know why. I guess, uh you know, I'm like that. It's the same with all movies. I don't really mind. So I guess uh I, I can just, you know, see beyond it. Well, I think on some level, we realize that everything is that now. It's like, you know, it's all guys in ridiculous suits, you know, even if it's like a computer-generated image that actually is quite objectively well done. It's still sort of, you know, it's all fake. We're all suspending our disbelief and using our imagination. So you can just look at it that way. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I mean, the entire industry is an elaborate fakery to begin with. I mean, the story yeah. or every story you you hear is a manipulation of a kind, you know. So yeah, that makes sense. Although Azil, you should know that they made a sequel to Star Trek, and it stars Professor X as the captain of the oh, ship. Oh, I know about fucking that. You know, yeah. I don't watch it afterwards. You know, I I know I know about uh, Next Generation. I plan to watch it. And, uh, you know, I might even watch Deep Space Nine, you know, I mean. Whoa, <laughs> off the road. Yeah, Deep Space Nine was good. Okay. It, it was good? Was it as good as Babylon 5? I don't know. I didn't watch Babylon 5. You know, I actually watched Babylon 5, you know, when it aired, you know, way back then. And, uh, yeah, I appreciated, you know, some parts of it. I, I don't think I watched it to the end because, uh, but yeah, I watched a lot of it. I, I you, can, I uh, you can skip Voyager. <laughs> yeah. Why, well, uh, yeah, okay, all right. It's totally unfair, but Babylon 5 and Deep Space Nine are like my starting point for jokes about nerds. It's just like that's where <laughs> I start with those two series. Well, you know, Deep Space this... Nine is going pretty deep yeah. <laughs> in Star Trek. Well, yeah. you know, the thing is I always used to think like, you know, like Trekkies were like the worst, you know, the worst kind of nerds. You know, the definition of, you know, the you know ultimate nerdy guy who's just like, you know, beyond, you know, hope. Hopelessly so, nerdy and just yeah. can't do anything about it. <laughs> yeah, like the guy with a lisp and you know broken glasses and a calculator and you know you know some kind of you know pe- fountain pens in his shirt. You know the shirt that's buttoned up you know up to his neck. You know and, and you know also greasy hair. Everything there's a you know. But uh, well, yeah, I guess I love hearing bad. you describe a stereotypical. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen Trekkies, Azil? Well, the, doc- the documentary Trekkies. You should. Oh check no, that out. I, no, actually, yeah, I haven't, but uh, I'm sure it's great. I, I, actually, I think. I mean, if we're talking about horrible nerd stereotypes, I mean, to me, the lowest of lowest furries. That's like the. the, uh, yeah, the those, those, those aren't even nerds. They're deviants. You know, they're like sexual deviants. Those are criminals. Yeah, I mean, I, I have know. nothing I, against you know anybody, but. Like, you know, I, I like to think of myself as like quite tolerant. But, you know, if you're a furry, you're deviant. You, you, know, you need to, to know it like you have a mental problem. Yeah, but look at the Venn diagram of nerds and furries. It's going to be like, you know, one giant circle. Oh. <laughs> Wait, that means no. I'm a furry. Wait, no. I meant yeah. all yeah, furries I mean, are nerds is what I mean. Yeah, it, it depends who you, you know, 
uh, how you classify it, but uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess there's no furry jock. All, fur- all furries or are nerds, not all nerds are furries. Thankfully. Yeah, I had, uh, the, I had the pleasure of describing to my wife what a furry was the other day in the car because she had, you know, it had somehow popped up into her, you know, life. And she said, what, what the hell is a furry? I'm like, oh, I get to tell you all about yiffing and conventions <laughs> and scents and all this sort of shit that I know. Oh, man. Weird I hope she world. didn't leave you. I mean, like, it, was, it, it, it was close for a moment there. Like, how yeah, do you like, even know? No, this? I mean, I was never into it. I just know like, all about it. For I, some I'm, reason. A, I'm a citizen of the internet. I, I, I yeah. absorb all this through osmosis. Oh yeah, well yeah, I don't know. Anyway, um, I might watch that documentary. It could be funny. It's pretty good. Uh, there are some really good moments in it. It's a lot of boring shit too. But uh, if you like Star Trek, you should check it out for sure. Well, yeah, but you know, it's like, you know, I, you know, I don't know how many seasons there's going to be in total, like for, you know, all of the different variants, but, uh, this would take me fucking years to watch. So, <laughs> well, know. better ditch the wire. Ah, oh, no, come on. I watch the wire as well, but you know, these are long episodes, so I don't know, but I'll do it. I'll do it. It takes sure. me time, but I'll do you it. On the all time scale, I'm trying to think Star Trek versus the wire and I haven't seen the wire, but I mean, it'd be hard to beat Star Trek in social significance. For like the first interracial kiss on television and, you know, the science fiction of the time. It wasn't a hit show and, you know, obviously. They are dramatically different series. Yeah, they're very different kinds of programs. It's comparing two very unlike things. But uh, what what I'll say is that, you know, when I I see that Star Trek, you know, when when it was made, you know, it's like before, like almost everything, you know, as far as science fiction goes, yeah, I mean, Dune. I didn't come out at the time, you know, like, yeah. you know, not, nothing had come out at the time. It's, it's pretty crazy, actually. So it's more like, you know, you know, it was so fucking, I mean, at the time, man, the people who watched it on television, they must have been, their minds must have been blown. It was so. That was my dad. Yeah, yeah totally. So far ahead of, of its time. It's, it's pretty crazy, actually. You know, like the concepts, and sometimes it's cheesy. There's some episodes that are just, you know, you can tell it's very stereotypical of, you know, TV shows of the time, you know, but. All the time, it's it's really pretty crazy actually. So I'm I'm quite impressed with it, honestly. I'm quite impressed, and uh, and it's not surprising, you know, when you read about all the anecdotes, like all the the NASA guys are all over it and that kind of shit, or all the you know former director of the NSA, you know, like his his you know command command center control, whatever. He, he had it built as a replica of the you know the bridge of the Enterprise, and you're like the first like he spent you know governmental money for this shit, and second. You know, man, that's pretty significant, actually, like for a general or something like that. Hey, guys, i got to step out. You guys continue. I mean, you can follow the agenda if you want. All right. Well, well let's great. see. I guess if we're following the agenda. Well, we could just talk about Star Trek now that he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, <laughs> turn well, this into man. the Star Trek podcast. Yeah, what episode I'm... are you up to, actually? I'm going to do that for a second. <laughs> uh, I'm The last one I saw was... Uh, Season two and it's uh Gamesters of Triskelion. Well, give me a quick synopsis. Uh you know, Kirk, Urura and uh fuck, who was it? It's a mother dude. Uh, it's Chekhov. Uh they were supposed to beam down to explore some planet and they're whisked away by some, you know, culture who has evolved. And now all they do is bet on, you know, gladiator fights. You know, and uh, so they're like, you know, taken captives and uh, they're, they're supposed to be fighting as gladiators, you know, uh, fight to the death just for the amusement of these, you know, overlords. 
Oh my god, that's like every episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why well, it's, it's always the the future. You know, the Romans have got them. The Nazis have got them. You know. It's yeah, like, yeah, so it's uh, it's you know, so so yeah, it's like that, and uh, well, they just have some adventures, and Kirk, you know, like he falls in love with the girl who's supposed to be drilling him, you know, to teach him the ropes of fighting. He explains to her about the stars and shit like that. And uh, at the end, uh, he fights three against one and he wins. And so he wins the freedom of everybody. And uh, he, he, actually, it's uh, there's one interesting thing in it is that Ura, you know, some guy tries to rape her, you know. And so she has to defend herself and such a thing. And Kirk is like, there's a shot of him. He's like, look that, you know, wh- what's happening, whatever. And so it's pretty dramatic. I mean, I... Yeah. As far as firsts on TV goes, I, I'm not sure how many, you know, attempted rapes, you know, were on TV before that. But, uh, in mm. any case, yeah. Well, Other than that, point. yeah, it's pretty, you know, I mean, it's a pretty conventional episode. And, and meanwhile, you know, Spock is trying to find him across the galaxy while, you know, the other officers are, you know, advising against it, saying it's not possible. The captain and the others could have been whisked away so, so far, you know, without leaving a trace or stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're watching uh, the series because, yeah, I figured you would really like it. Well, you know, I, I actually, you know, it's really just what you said. I, I probably would have never watched it ever, you know, without that. But when you told me, you know, that my uh, fact that I'd been, you know, inspired by it, and actually I knew that, but you know, I guess I hadn't just realized it or I hadn't faced the truth or anything, and I figured, you know. Just for uh, from a cultural point of view, I, I owe it to myself as a fan of science fiction to to check it out because of, yeah. like you said, the cultural influence it, it had, you know. So yeah, and it's, it's pretty good actually. Uh, I like it quite a lot. Yeah, and actually, now that you mentioned Mass Effect, one of the things I love about it is just to me, it's sort of like in my mind, I've pegged it as sort of like what you would get if you combined Star Trek and Star Wars, like sort yeah. of the best of both. Yeah, I guess. It's yeah, just, I agree. Yeah. You know, in a more actiony, you know, type yeah. of, uh, yeah, but with all the, I mean, with most of the philosophical and ethical, you know, issues, you know, you know, yeah. in the background. So it's got the, the, it's got some hard sci-fi in there, but it's also got like the grand adventure, yeah, you know, per- aspect going on. Pretty much, yeah. Well, let's so, see. Do you want to talk about uh, Zelda? Yeah, I was about to propose it. So yeah, oh. sure. So yeah, I actually, so- I, I pre-ordered it. Uh, have you or? I haven't. I'm still wrestling with whether the they now have the uh, the bundle available for pre-order. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. With the new one with the Triforce on it and, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, uh, it's very very nice looking. So I'm still struggling with you know, do I am I gonna get that? Am I just gonna you know show a little more restraint? Do I go and get it at a store so I can pick it up? That sort of thing. But, well, yeah, yeah, I'm looking for. I'm gonna get the game in either case. Yeah, uh, I, I I have high hopes for it. Actually, I just you know I, I'm not sure. I mean, I've kind of you know I'm in a, a weird place where for many years I've sort of how to say I, I've toned down my expectation for the series a lot ever since yeah. I don't know. I think the last the last one I really enjoyed was uh, uh, the last sixty four. I mean, I liked Wind Waker a, a lot and even Twilight Princess. I enjoyed them, but you know it, it just wasn't the same. It wasn't you know the fucking revolution that that the early episodes were and. Uh, yeah, I mean they were derivative. I mean, yeah, and, and for this one, you know, I mean after you know Skyward Sword, I, I guess this one gives me hope. So I, I just, I really want it to be good. But at the same time, I hope I won't be disappointed. So I don't know. Yeah, I, know. I mean, I guess my 
my sort of realistic fear is that it's going to just be like, you know, they, they've gotten pretty good at pumping out these Zelda games. I mean, there's a million of these look down ones on, uh, on, you know, handhelds. Yeah. So I'm just wondering if, uh, if it's just going to be like that, but in the, the link to the past wrapper to get everyone, you know, excited, you know, it's Triforce of the Gods too, you know, but it's like, it's really just like, it could, it might as well be like one of the ones where it's like the Wind Waker Zelda running around doing stuff. Yeah, it's pretty much what I hope it's not. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping it's more, it is more in the vein of, you know, Triforce of the Gods rather than, uh, just another, yeah. just another one with a new gimmick, you know. Yeah, ex- pretty much. My expectations are, are mediocre, I guess, but I'm excited for a couple different reasons and I'm not gonna spoil anything about it, but I do want to say one <laughs> thing about the way this game is designed is, they're taking a lot of chances in a lot of the, the way the whole structure of the game, more so than in any recent Zelda I can think of. And they're just uh. two things I will say about the, 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 the structure of the game. Um, you can access any dungeon from the very start of the game, independent yeah. independent of your items. I your did not I- know that. Here is the weird part, though. Here's the double-edged sword of that design point. The items you get, hookshot, boomerang, whatever the hell... Um, you buy from a item shop for with rubies, so you don't like it's no. There's no big unveiling, like oh, here's a dungeon that's clearly designed for the hookshot, and once I get the hookshot, I'll be able to do that. Well, it's not like that. It's just oh, oh you have to the kind of figure it out, maybe. Yeah, you'll you'll encounter a dungeon like obstacle, like oh, I bet you I need the hookshot for that, and you go, you know, get enough rubies. And here's the trouble with that. I guess it implies that you have to grind to get money to get the item you need to progress. And you have to click on no. the real world money paywall oh, and God. buy the item to get to the next dungeon. So that the way that's designed, I'm I'm both excited about what that can mean and also a little scared that there's gonna be a little rote, you know? I'm yeah, not sure. You know but I'm I'm just happy they're taking a chance on something new instead of the same old shit, you know. Yeah. What one one thing one thing that actually made me proud of the game, like I posted on Skull Knight you know, oh, I'm not going to pre-order this. I'll just wait and just see the reviews. And just, you know, like four hours later, I was like, well, I pre-ordered it. It's because I saw an interview where the director said uh, that he had recognized, he had realized that, you know, hand-holding just ruins the fun and actually, you know, ruins the game. And he said, yeah, so this time we are just going to hold back from that. And that he actually had to, like, he got into arguments with his, you know, team where he forced them to remove hints from the game, you know, and some parts where the guys felt was too, you know, obscure to figure out. And he like, you know, Thank God. he made the decision, like he told them, now you remove it and it's going to be like that, you know. And Could so, you just tell them, like, have you guys heard of the internet? You know, it's like, yeah. don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, well, it's just, you know, yeah, pretty much. But, you know, in any case, that I was like, okay, well, I guess this time, you know, maybe... And so, and yeah, that thing about the dungeons, yeah, I mean, they're just the chair on top, you know. And I think what I hope is that, like, you know, in the first Zelda, you know, there was often some kind of, you know, shortcuts with bombs, you know, like you could, you know, if you knew, if you found the right places, you could get many shortcuts and you could do the dungeon without it. But, you know, uh, you could also, you know, use it to your advantage. So I hope it's like that in that you can do a dungeon without a hookshot, but if you got it, like it can help you get to more stuff or, you know, do it, you know, easy, more easily. Or some enemies are, you know, weaker against some stuff. So if you, you've got more items, uh, it helps you, you know, be more proficient in battle. So I, I hope it's done intelligently. Yeah. The most exciting thing I've heard about it is, uh, what you guys just said about the, any of the dungeons being accessible. 
where it's like, oh, wow, that kind of reminds me of, you know, the first game. Of course, yeah. That's That's what it's supposed to be conjuring. Now, the question is if that out-of-orderness is actually significant or if it's superficial only, you know, if it's actually viable to play them out of order or if there yeah, really or is if you're a, you know, just going to get crushed if you go to the quote-unquote wrong right, dungeon no. first yeah, you can you can do it if you don't get hit at all and you use your whole main <laughs> sword and that's it you know well you know, then again you know i mean it's also the attraction of a game like dark souls where you can technically go you know in a lot of places but there's an order you know like there's an order that's planned and which you you know like you don't have to follow it but it's much easier if you do you know so i think it's it's probably going to be like that. I mean, like in the original Zelda, you could do dungeon in out of other way, but you know, there are some dungeons which you do earlier than others. Like you do the first dungeon yeah. first and easy, you know, so I think it's going to be, you know, probably like that. Like it can't be completely free and you can do the last dungeon first or something like that, uh, without trouble, you know. I mean, I, I don't expect it to be like that at least. Yeah, I mean, the last time I think you could really sort of do that was on the 64 games, where you could play any of them really out of order, and after that it actually became completely linear, where it's like, you yeah. have to go here next, you know, except for when they, you know, I guess the in Wind Waker they gave you like a, you know, a choice at the end between two, but that was it. Yeah. How much out of order? Or you could actually buck the plan. How much out of order was could you do in Ocarina? I don't remember. I mean, I played it uh, recently, but I don't remember anything too. When out of I order. replayed it recently, I did it like I did it pretty scrambled. I forget what I did when I got it back, but like I did something where it's like you could go and quickly. Oh, but you know what? I was doing it on Master Quest, and on um, there you could collect items like really quickly and early in certain dungeons. And I just go and I grabbed basically all the special items from each dungeon, and then you can do you know do them in any order you want. That's cool. at that point. You know, so I did like the water temple first or something ridiculous like that. Like, and then, uh, and I just mixed it up as much as possible. But yeah, so there's a, there's some that you have to do before others, but there is like a lot of freedom where it's like, oh, I can do the last one, you know, third or fourth instead, you know, and the third one first and you can mix it up. I feel like, I feel like we've been skirting around like a fight over why I don't think Zelda 64 is the best. For like months or years. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. Here's my main, main problem with 64 is that I find traversal boring in the game and that there's not much to do between A and B other than like dodge a couple flying plants. That's well, you know what's interesting problem. now is that it's relatively very little traverse. It's very small, <laughs> like as a game. Yeah, it, it seems so like big as a game. Over time, it's kind of like that's might have solved that issue because it's like it's actually very quick to get from one place to the other, especially once you learn like the. The little traveling things. But yeah, it isn't on the level of A Link to the Past where it's like every screen is rife with, you know, right. challenges and enemies and, you know, a different terrain. Do you remember the, sort of do you remember the first time you saw Hyrule Field and it's like, holy crap, this is huge. Yeah. And then you look at the yeah. mini map and it's just this giant, like, hexagon, basically. <laughs> and then, you know, after you've played, you know, games modern days, that just, that's just one room. Just like, okay. great. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's, that's not a knock against 64. It's just funny how things have changed. Oh, I mean, it's still the best game ever, but I mean, yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Point taken. Hey, the fact that you can chop signs in multiple directions, that that's like freaking awesome. I have to say. That is still pretty cool, actually, in retrospect. Yeah. There, there are a lot of small touches in the game that make it great, and I think that's also a step of Zelda games, in fact. So there are small things that are really, you know, like not necessary, but it stays with you over the years. Yeah, that's still Miyamoto's, I think, his last game. Basically, yep. I mean, not, you know, he's worked on others, but that was the last one he directed. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. Wow. Sorry. Uh, I, I hit unmute right as he finished screaming. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Miyamoto also had something to do with Twilight Princess. Yeah, oh, I keep yeah. it, I think. I mean, he, he, I mean he, he produces all of them, you know, on some level, yeah. but... Uh... Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I I don't. I think the really the last one he directed was that one, and I'm not sure. That was the last one that was like his sort of baby. Yeah. Did he did, did he direct uh, Galaxy or not? My Galaxy. I forgot. I, I don't think he's listed as a director, but he was like the lead on that or something like that. The director was somebody else, I believe. Yeah. I don't think he's been Although a director. For what it's for worth, he didn't direct a link to the past, and I mean, it's not like that one was. You know, it's not like it suffered or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so. I should, I should, you know, I shouldn't stick to that since I just did like a, a post where I said, you know, we get too stuck on, you know, who directed or who did this, you know. Yeah, I so. agree actually, and I agree with that post you made. Also, we already talked about that before, you know, about Star Wars, and uh, well, of course, I completely agree. And yeah, it's the same for games. I mean, it's not like, you know, Kojima or people like that who are often, you know, like they are really on the front of the, on the scene, but it's not like they do everything alone. Yeah, you know, like where Kojima, you know, he pro he programs everything. You know, it's like he's a yeah. genius. He knows he did it back in the day, and he knows all the modern stuff. It's like no, he, he has a team. <laughs> it's like he does the music people. and the CGs. He does everything. He's the, he does the you know the the performances. He gets those out <laughs> of the people. You know? Yeah, that's why he needed a better actor. You know, for this next one, he had outgrown David Hayter. Well, well, I guess that sort of touches on uh, segues into X Men. If you guys have the time, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's just sort of I've got a sort of a very sort of reserved, cautious optimism. You know <laughs> that it'll yeah, be it's, good. It's about the same here. I actually saw uh, you know first class recently, like not yeah. too long ago, and uh, I was. Quite how to say cautious about it, you know. I I know you guys had said it was it was good and such, and I was cautious about it, and uh, I enjoyed it on you know several you know uh, ways. But uh, I also, I mean, I wasn't blown away or anything. Like there are some things which I thought could have been better, and uh, so about this one, I'm I'm optimistic, but at the same time, yeah, like you say, I, I'm just you know. I'm just reserved, you know. I, I'm also cautious. Like I don't want yeah. to to believe too much or to hope too much because I wasn't a huge fan of the of the first movies, and uh, you know I want I want to see who it ends up being, but uh, I I guess I'll just wait and see. You know, that's my approach. My my guess is that I'm probably gonna like it because the interesting thing is is I don't I don't have high expectations. Like I'm not. It's not in you know. I don't think the movie ceiling is like oh it could be one of the best you know hero movies ever you know or anything like that. You know I don't think it's gonna be that. Like I I like the first two X Men movies and I like First Class, but I'm expecting something just sort of in that range. You know where it's like these are decent. You know these are not embarrassing movies. You know these are not totally shameful. Like you yeah. know the Wolverine movies or something where it's like, Oh my God, you know, this is pits. So I mean, I'm just expecting something good. So it would be easy for it to, you know, surprise me at the same time. Speaking of the Wolverine movie, you know, actually I I saw, uh, I don't know if it's a trade or something from, for the new one, you know, like the one where he goes to Japan and, you know, I saw it. So how is it? Is it uh, terrible? It's terrible. (laughs) It's terrible. The trailer just sort of makes it. it. Hmm? I could have told you that just by looking at the trailer. 
Oh, you know, know what? The funny thing is I thought so from the trailer too, and then my friend texted me like, oh, Wolverine's pretty good. Go see it. And I'm like, oh, I, I love Wolverine. I'm fine. If it's pretty good, I'll go see it if there's a chance. And I hear snickering coming from the back of the room because I took my fiance. And yeah, it was bad. So, you know, and I, I just sent him like texts afterwards like, I want my 20 bucks back for this movie. <laughs> what about you that? Know, you, what about that first Wolverine movie? I remember I, 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 I watched that one for laughs and actually had a good time going into it with oh, that. In mind. I, I, I was in pain. It hurt. It hurt me. <laughs> I'll just say real quick. Cause I don't have a lot of time. Uh, what makes me excited about this movie? I mean, I, I agree. It could probably fail just as well as it could succeed. Um, based on the, the, the level it's trying to portray, but what makes me excited about it is it's doing with the X-Men story with what I like X-Men to begin with. Like when I was a kid, a teenager, those whole crossing time stream things, that's what I liked X-Men for was it was willing to deal with those kind of things kind of in a unique way at the time. So they're doing it in a modern time with this cast that I really liked in first class. I'm excited on that alone just to it's, it's re, uh, reigniting what I liked about X-Men as a kid. They're just doing it you know, now. So that's cool with that's me. A- that's a good point. All the movies have sort of been a compromise in that you really couldn't do that. Like, especially when X-Men, the first X-Men came out, they sort of, they had a, you know, clearly had a budget. And so yeah. everything was kind of scaled down. It was like, how could we do an X-Men movie? But, you know, no Sentinels, you know, it was PG, you know, people weren't really getting, you know, there wasn't any like gore. Like I remember, I mean, not that you need gore, but like, I remember there was a jump from the first movie to the second where Wolverine just starts killing people. And it's like, Hey, this seems more appropriate. Like, you you know, you got a lot more wild and that helped. And it's like there's they've sort of been building on that ever since. Like, well, not with the third one and the, the Wolverines. Those were disasters. But uh, but, you know, the singer produced movies, you know, each one has gotten, you know, I feel like a little better. And so I'm hoping that'll continue here. You know, I'm not expecting it to, you know, be you know the best movie ever. But I also don't think it could fail too hard either. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, I'm so let down. I'm just going to be like, oh, well, you know, I wish it had been better. But oh, well. Yeah, I'll I'll probably still enjoy seeing these characters, and yeah, it's got time travel, it's got Sentinels, it's got you know, yeah, that cast from First Class that was enjoyable with you know pretty much the enjoyable cast members from the the uh, the original movies. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So yeah, so it's like they they put in all the good, they've got all their eggs in one basket and cut out all the fat, and hopefully that'll be reflected in the final product. Yes, uh, that summed up, you know, pretty well, actually. Well, you know, you know another movie I saw recently, uh, Man of Steel. And you know what? Actually, I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. It's pretty impressive, like, on a visceral level. I mean, the action, it's probably, it was the best action movie I've seen in a long time. Like, yeah. That was impressive. And I, uh, I, I, I think I liked how they portrayed, you know, Superman, you know, I mean, just, I don't know, I saw a as lot a of... murderer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just that, of course, you know, but I mean, I can overlook that. I, I mean, I'm not, uh, like yeah. a fucking, you know, hardcore fan of Superman, so yeah, I, I know he's not supposed to and whatnot, but you know, whatever. I mean, you read Berserk, so it's like, you know, oh my god, the protagonist killed somebody, oh! <laughs> Well, you know, it's true. It's like the whole character is built around, you know, these kind of premises. But, you know, the thing is, you know, globally, I mean, you know, people were like, oh, no, it's just, you know, it's terrible and such. I saw a lot of very harsh criticism. But actually, I thought it was, you know, or pretty well done, actually. And uh, I were well done. Yeah. 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 Technically, like, I guess the problem is just sort of ideologically, if you have problems with, like, how things were portrayed. Yeah. And how they changed certain things. 
Well, yeah, and, and uh, yeah, I'm not sure, you know, like bringing on, you know, Zod and such was, you know, I, I don't know if that's the uh, kind of villain I, I wanted for that movie, but uh, although it was still pretty good, you know, I mean, yeah. the action I, was was pretty amazing. The final fight between them when they're flying is like, you know, yeah. I didn't seen anything like that in uh, in these superhero movies, like executed on that level. Yeah, it's pretty ambitious because when you see, like, for example, Avengers, which I which I enjoyed very much, but you know, like, there's a a couple of you know cool scenes, like for example, when uh, Thor is you know you know like you know, striking and Captain America raises his shield and it fucking blows everything away, you know, uh, that is the kind of action that's you know literally awesome, you know, like you're yeah. like wow, fuck, you know, and you don't get to see that kind of stuff very often in, in these movies, you know, and so yeah, to actually see you know like you know superhuman character characters, you know, just you know. You know, I don't know, blowing shit up is just, you know, like, you yeah. know, that's, that's what they, you want to see. They were doing it consistently where, it, like, it normalized it, where it was like, well, this is how super people would be. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't just be yeah. that one moment of punctuation. Yeah, pretty I, much, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know Man of Steel was a movie I, w- I should see. I, 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 the reviews seemed pretty negative at the time, so I just avoided it. But I, I guess I'll check it out. Yeah, actually, I mean, uh, Go ahead. It's, it's not, uh, I guess it's, uh, we're both trying to go ahead. Go ahead, <laughs> Well, I was just going to say, it's not like the best movie of the century, but you know, oh, honestly. Well, for, forget it then. I'm, I'm only interested. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it's a, I think it's a pretty good action flick and it's not mindless, you know, like the way, you know, the, the, you know, main character, you know, he's dealing with his, you know, uh, you know, parentage and that kind of shit. And, you know, it's, it's all, I think it's done, you know, quite, you know, how to say, you know, it's well handled and it's, the movie is well rounded. So I actually liked it. I, I even like, you know, uh, Lois and all, all that kind of shit, you know, I, I think it was, it was really pretty well done overall. So I actually think the movie got an unfair treatment and oh probably just, yeah, you're just, the way you're describing this movie is exactly what I felt about the first movie, which was it got terrible reception. And I saw it way after the fact because they had oh, poor reception. Superman Returns. Yeah. And I watched it. I like Superman Returns. Like I, I saw it like maybe a year or two after it was out. And I thought it was, I thought you I was, I hate I thought this. I thought <laughs> it was like okay. Very different. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because they're almost like, it's like two sides of Superman, these two movies. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's true. It's like it's interesting. They sort of go in completely different directions with how they explore the character and like what they focus on. You know, I think I heard one review, like a negative one, on this one, where it's like the movie. This movie is about the strongest man on earth, not about Superman. You know, it's just sort of about that. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> it's yeah, so, you know. I'm fine with the whole killing thing. The ideological problems don't bother me as long as it's in service of the story and not. Ooh, he just ripped that guy's head off. You know, as long as it's like it's actually exploring that concept. They treated it as a serious issue, you know, and everything. I mean, it wasn't like he was. He was also kind of indifferent. He was kind of an aloof Superman in a lot of ways. Hmm. Which I guess I can see how that would be be really cool. It's like you know, he's he's done sensibly. I think you know. I mean, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it's not like he's just enjoying killing a guy or. You know, it's done sensibly. You know, like he does it. You know, you know, because he doesn't really have a choice, and then he regrets it. You know, it's just you know, I mean, you can't. You know, it's not like evil Superman or just you know, <laughs> I'll kill you. You know, it's it's not like that. I, so I would I, watch. I would watch that too, though. Just <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Actually, good. actually, that would be yeah, that would be pretty enjoyable. You know, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't think it didn't, you know, I expected it actually because, you know, I had been told, so I expected it, you know, uh, and, 
and was waiting for it. And yeah, it didn't really, didn't, you know, move me at all. So I, I don't think it deserved, you know, all the fuss it got. I can see if you're a first viewer of that movie and you didn't see that coming, you'd spend the rest of the movie being like, wait, did he kill that guy? He killed that guy. Wait, he's not supposed to kill that guy. And throughout the whole, the rest of the movie, you're just like, oh my also, God, uh, I can't believe he killed that guy. I mean, of course, I go into it, you know, with my unfair expectations for, that I won't have for X-Men where it's like, well, this better be the best Superman movie ever, oh, yeah. <laughs> quintessential. If it's not, I'm disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, like, I was watching Iron Man 3 the other day, like, it was a month ago or so, and realizing, like, that Marvel just pumps these things out. And while Iron Man 3 was entertaining, for sure, because it's it crafted to be, these things have been, you know, kind of... To the point where it's like Saturday morning cartoons you're watching. I don't mean that in a it's negative same, way. Yeah. I just mean yeah. like it's just like the same. It's sort of like the same old shit, but it's the same old shit equals epic, huge explosion battle. But it's like there's so you know, many. That's like internationally, things. like in the top five grossing movies is Iron Man. 3. And it's not even like you watch that yeah. movie. It's like it's it's fun, but it's not. It like, really is. It's it really is just. I think the best way to describe it. Yeah, it's the third Iron Man movie. <laughs> yeah, it totally is. Yeah. It's the third Iron Man movie. Actually, it's, it's, yeah. I think you made a good point when you say it's like a Saturday movie, you know, uh, Saturday cartoon. It's yeah. just like, you know, it's pretty much just like that, you know. And, uh, you know, there's one thing that really struck me when I watched this movie is that, you know, at the end when the Mandarin is just, you know, you know, he's just cutting through the armors, you know, like, you know, with his bare hands, which is actually, you know, kind of faithful to the original depiction and such. But he's just like, you know, like you see Stark, you know, jumping from armor to armor, the Mandarin is just cutting them down. And I'm like, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not impressed. This is not, you know, I mean, this is not like when Thor hits Captain America's shield with his armor and it blows the fucking, you know, whole forest away or when, you know, Superman just, you know, punches a guy and, you know, sends him flying through. A lot of these scenes have no weight to them, you know. Yeah, exactly. You literally are watching a cartoon, you know, because it's totally computer animated. Yeah, it's pretty much that. The most you can say is like, that was a cool effect. Yeah. But he's not even cool, actually. He's just like, oh, okay, yeah, now he can yeah. just, he slices through them like butter. But, you know, I don't know, like Griff said, it's just, it just doesn't weight to it. It's not dramatic. It's not yeah. dramatic. That's a good descriptor for it. I was trying to put it into words, but it's basically just, it's, the movies aren't significant enough to be more than an afternoon conversation. You know, they, they don't, they kind of enter your head and they're gone. They don't stay there for a while. Yeah. So. But I mean, that's fine. You know, the super superhero genre. I mean, it's already kind of hit its high water marks, in my opinion, as far as what it can do in a movie theater. Uh, maybe it'll be reinvented later on, but I, I feel like we're still in the era of um, the Dark Knight and, and and those movies where these movies are trying to reach for that uh, level, but they all sort of end up being popcorn thrillers. You know, actually, what I'd like, you know, for a Batman movie, actually, I'd like it to focus more on the detective aspect. Maybe we've had this conversation before, but I think if there was another one, I'd like it to be more like that. Less oh, action, you, more thinking, you know? You liked Man of Steel, and the next one is going to be the new Batman. So maybe Yeah, I, I know. Well, you know, I, I enjoy that if it's well done, but I'm I'm actually rather, you know, worried about it. So yeah, Wait, well, is it? It, it probably isn't going to have a lot of, based on Man of Steel's content, <laughs> it probably isn't going to be detective, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably not, yeah. Aren't you, but, aren't you talking you know, about Superman versus Batman? Isn't that the next yeah. Batman movie? Okay. Yeah. That is. Great. Yeah, I don't, movie I don't, Batman. Well, actually, I, don't, I stand corrected. The Lego movie will have Batman oh, in it. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Will Arnett, I think, plays Batman. He sounded pretty good. He might be among the best Batman. I was about to say, that's good casting. Better than Ben Affleck, anyway. 
It's a good bat voice. Yeah. Dead air. We just got depressed about Batman, everyone. So that's what that oh. silence was. <laughs> I was actually I was actually practicing a Will Arna impression in my head, and I decided to not do it. So <laughs> I was kind of singing. Should I do that? No, I shouldn't do that. I guess that's pretty much the show. We hit the high points I'd hope to talk about. I know it's kind of brief, but um, maybe we'll be back soon. Uh, actually, do we know when... Um, Giganto Machia is coming you. out, you mean? Yeah. Uh, I expect it to be on November 22, you know. Okay. Hopefully it's like about that. the same time as the new Zelda. Yeah, that's yep. the exact date, actually, isn't it? Sounds like another podcast to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, guys... Thank you for joining us, and we will be back.